Alrighty, guys, welcome back. Episode number three of the Rough Draft Podcast. We had a little bit of a bye week last week, uh, a little busy, conflicting schedules. Uh, had been busy with some work stuff and finishing up school for this half of the semester for me. So we uh, had to take a little bye week, and then uh, now here we are back at it. Right after the offseason, we're here to go. Yes, we're ready to rock. So a busy week, free agency, the first wave kicked off for us. And uh, the Combine as well is now past us. Uh, we're going to touch on that, the Combine a little bit, how free agency is going to impact the draft, uh, some teams around the league that obviously made some noise that, you know, our teams, other teams that are, you know, winners, losers. And we're going to have our mock draft that's post first wave free agency and the Combine because there's definitely some movers and shakers in that. And, uh, and then we'll dive into our top five wide receivers. Definitely. Let's get to yeah. it. All right, it's exciting. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the combine first. We'll go chrono- chronological order, I should say. So, Andy, to me, one of the biggest things coming in was obviously the running back situation. We talked about that. Uh, leaving off from last show, what, who impressed you, who didn't in the running back group, you know, who disappointed, stuff like that? Well, definitely to top it off, to start it off, uh, Christian McCaffrey is uh... – all around amazing combine effort. His uh, his three cone was the fastest in like since two thousand three. Right, that was impressive. Six five, four four eight speed. He looked his receiving drills. He looked like a receiver. Uh, he definitely dominated those drills. He just looks like a complete player. And I moved him up a tad. I just think he's a safe weapon in the next league. He he won the draft for me along the combine. Yeah, I run back. I agree with that. No doubt about it. McCaffrey. Was a stud, a dud, Dalvin Cook. Uh, what happened to his athleticism? Absolutely. He looked very stiff out there. Uh, he looked a little too big, honestly, in my opinion, a little bulky. Um, needed to get the grease oil up those joints a little bit. He dropped dropped some passes. He's known to be a pretty good pass-catching guy, but with his fumble issues and if he's not going to be able to catch – I mean, I think there's times – I will say this about the combine and, and this whole process. I tend to think we do overanalyze sometimes certain guys. Absolutely. Um, you know, critique. I mean, these are first-round guys, first, second-round guys, no doubt. But, you know, we'll critique them like they're the fifth, sixth-round pick um, because I think, you know, it gives us obviously something to talk about. It gives us you know, what we do, you know, how we do it. So I think there's a little bit of that critique. I still think he'll be a decent NFL player. I just think big disappointment from him. McCaffrey, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, there was the explosion issue with – Fournette, but then again, he had some explosions, so it was like a little weird. Um, Ran a great forty, but his vertical is awful. Right. Um, that, definitely strange, but the forty checked out. So yeah, it's that's absolutely true. A couple other guys mentioned, you know, Miles Garrett lived up to the hype. Uh, oh, that was John Ross four two two in the forty, unbelievable. The tight ends and Joku's ver- vertical broad jump eleven. Tight ends, O.J. Howard, 4-5. Shaheen looked like so smooth in the receiving drills. 278 pounds. The tight end class is absurd. Evan Ingram, 4-4 speed. That's it. Tight ends class. Bucky Hodges, another guy, really big athletic tight end. Oh, incredible athletic traits there. Yeah, and then uh, you you look at guys in the offensive line. I think Forrest Lamp uh, moved up in my board a little bit. Garrett Bowles, just from the classroom side of things. You know, I, I read that. He's just a nasty guy on and off the field. I mean, nice guy off the field, but he, he wants to really put you in the dirt, which I like. Um, I really I, I enjoy that as an offensive lineman. Definitely. And uh, Moton out of uh, Western Michigan, he's a tackle. He looked really smooth in the drills. I don't know if you have anything to say about him. He Taylor did. Moton? Yeah, he looked very smooth. I saw him move up boards. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, I, I've watched his tape. I'm not actually the biggest fan of Taylor Moton. Um, bad film. I, I, I tend to like a guy like Deion Dawkins from Temple. I like him a lot. He's more oh. of a guard, but I, I like him. Um, and I think another guy who kind of shot up the boards a little bit too was Adoree Jackson. He was kind of in that second, first round range. I think he I think he solidified himself in that first round conversation. Um, Especially with Peter's injury. I mean, Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones, and that's, and that's a shame. And I, I think that's a good segue – into something about Sidney Jones and you know there's been a lot of conversation with doing private workouts for teams doing you know a pro day after the combine 
Um, what's your take on that kind of stuff? I just think, in his case, it, his leg just gave out. It was a freak injury. It's tough to – how much stuff can you avoid? You avoid the pro day. You avoid the bowl game. It's an awful situation, but I just don't know how much you can avoid. But certainly for first-round players that are solidified, you almost don't need to do a pro day. Like John Ross has no business at a pro day running a 4-2. Right. Exactly. So it depends on – it's definitely a case. Yep. Pro day makes a lot of players money in the mid-rounds too, so case-by-case case basis. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I, I think guys like um, – you know, you talk about even at Clemson, you know, they have a big contingency in this draft, um, you know, or Alabama, you know, you look at, um, you know, I don't know, Leggett, the tight end from Clemson, he should probably do some stuff at the pro day. You know, he's not a lock like OJ Howard is um, by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Um, but then again, you'll have schools like Cal um, who have, you know, Davis Webb, Chad Hansen, you know, those guys aren't first round talents at all even second round talent so they kind of all should you know participate and i think it's uh it's definitely a catch 22 it's hard i think it's a lot easier for the quarterbacks um you know yeah. a guy like a corner or a linebacker a lot of mobility shifting uh, it's tough twisting yeah yeah so it, awful situation. he'll probably fall what are you thinking third round fourth round yeah third fourth round i definitely think he will go but i think hey you know what if a team takes a chance on him Honestly, you know what? A team like the New York Jets, a team like the Cleveland Browns, that's it. Exactly. So they're in no rush. Uh, you know, something similar, this reminds me of, of a prospect. I don't know if you remember uh, Ifo, Aprique, Alomo, or whatever from Oregon. Oregon. For the Browns drafted. Right. And he got hurt. Uh, he got hurt in the year, in the season. But his stock fell a ton. And obviously, he's never really recouped since. But there was really a conversation about him being a first – you know, mid first round guy, second round guy, which was surprising. Right. His injury would be worse than people thought. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely right. And um, but I definitely think that the combine is going to have a big impact on this draft, um, especially you know as we get closer. I think we're forty four days away now. Not like we're counting. Creeping. <laughs> um, no, it's an exciting time, and um, you know I think. Also, free agency had a big impact on that. And, um, you know, whether they put free agency first or the draft first, however they, you know, if they ever change it, um, they obviously one impacts the other. Uh, and I wanted to touch on that. The Patriots, you know, your Patriots, man, making tons of moves. Three trades. It's incredible. Which I, I think are great trades. Yeah, it's offense is loaded. Defensively, we have questions. What's happening with Hightower? Is Butler getting shipped out? But Belichick's certainly loading up on the offensive side. It's absolutely crazy. Cooks, Edelman, Hogan, Mitchell, Gronk. He's building something. But next few next few days will definitely determine the defensive side of the ball. Right. I John, think. on the other hand, Marshall, they stole him. Same contract as Wheaton. Yeah, unbelievable. It's. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Patriots. You know, you talked about you know maybe they'll replace Hightower. Listen, they got rid of Collins. They replaced him with what Vanoy. Yeah. And then Hightower, they can replace him with Landon Roberts. And I think, in my opinion, I think I love Landon Roberts. Coming out of Houston last year. Guys, he, showed, he's, he showed positives, especially early in the year. Then he Seahawks game was a disaster. But then he recovered. He's a rookie. Right. He'll get better. Right. Good and, run defense. Exactly. And you know what? Uh, your middle linebacker, that's what he needs to be. And he needs to be a good run defender, in my opinion. Uh, especially with nickel and dime. They put all the safeties out there. Right. We run a safety set, chung at linebacker. Yeah. So that's what my opinion. I like Landon Roberts. I think, you know, Belichick's gotten a ton out of Van Noy, who obviously didn't do much after he got drafted by the Lions. Um, actually, did he Van Noy get drafted by the Lions or the Redskins? Lions. The Lions, right? Okay. We, traded, we traded him in a seventh rounder for a sixth round. Like, it was a steal. Word. Belichick does it every year. He'll find Band-Aids with teams miscasts. So, yeah. Right. The Gilmore deal, $13 million a year, unlike anything the Patriots do. Yeah, that was a shocker. Um, that was obviously came out of left field. Uh, very confusing. Very confusing. Um, I mean, I get it now, but it was just one of those things, like you said, the Patriots aren't used to spending like that. I personally don't think Gilmore is that good of a corner. Um, like, not that top tier. I think he's top 12 to 15 in the NFL. You know, is he a number one corner on some teams? Absolutely, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, it's created such a 
problem with Malcolm Butler. It's a shame because immediately after that uh, deal, talk radio, everyone's like, you're going to have Gilmore on one side, Butler on the other. You're going to be able to match him up. Gilmore on big receivers, Butler on shifty ones. It'll be like Tlaib Harris, uh, the Giants duo. But then reports come out that Butler's pissed, and now it looks like he's going to be dealt to the Saints. And I just – I don't know how Gilmore and Rowe will hold up, but the draft is loaded at corner. Free agent process is incomplete. Yeah. Teams. Absolutely. And I, I think – I want to hear your perception on this, and then I'll give my take, and I'm pretty sure we have the same take on this. But a lot of people are saying that Malcolm Butler has no right to be upset about what happened. Now, what's your take on that? I mean, as a restricted free agent, I get what people are saying, but you can't just – you can't tell me you're not going to sign a corner for $10 million, and then a week later you sign a guy for $13 million. And imagine being the number one corner for three years and then just seeing – the, a guy from Buffalo that Chris Hogan torched, and now he's making $65 million contract. I would definitely be upset. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. I mean, first of all, he won your Super Bowl. I don't want to hear anyone who said, obviously, we get it. Pete Carroll didn't run the ball. But you know what? That's over with. They didn't run the ball. They threw the ball, and he picked it off. He won your Super Bowl. Period. End of conversation. That's number one. Number two is, you know how much I love Odell, and the only, the only quarterback corner to shut him down legitimately, and I admit this, is Malcolm Butler. And I've never seen it. I've never seen another corner do that. And you know what? He does it time and time again. Like I said, he struggled a little bit with Brandon Marshall and his size. You and I talked about that. But that's expected. You know what? He is way better than Stephon Gilmore. Way better. I don't care what you say. And he has absolutely every single right because he shut his mouth. He's not a big – he doesn't talk, Malcolm Butler. You don't hear him, right? He's not like – Quiet locker room guy. Right, Janoris Jenkins, Richard Sherman, who's telling this, Pac-Man Jones, just talking about garbage. <laughs> like, he doesn't. I've never heard that once. And you know what? Obviously, that could be the locker room Belichick creates. But he's a good, great football player, you know, came up from nothing. And I, I think he's getting the short end of the stick. And you know what? Go to New Orleans where they need a corner desperately anyway, and you'll be the number one guy. And get paid correctly for it. It's one of those things everyone disagrees, but Belichick sees Gilmore is more valuable. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Tough to argue with him, but it's it's another case where people scratch their heads at Bill. Bill we'll see what happens. Absolutely. And you know what? I uh, I texted you that we I had a little trade idea, so I want to talk a little about that. So now and I can see this really realistically happening, and I'll tell you why. Okay. okay. First of all, I'll tell you the trade. I don't know if there would be picks involved or whatever. Okay. But I would trade. This is the trade. I mean, of course I would do this, but but I could see it happening, and I'll tell you why. Okay, so Malcolm Butler to the Giants in exchange for DRC okay. and some picks, and I'll tell you why. The Giants are high on DRC, but they're not as high as they used to be on him. I don't know why. Okay, Bill Belichick likes tall corners. He likes fast, tall, physical corners. That's oh, what DRC good. is. So you upgrade for what you like at corner if you're the Pats. And the Giants still have a number two corner. I obviously don't think Butler wants to be a number two corner. Um, but I could, you know, I think if the Giants threw in some picks with that, DRC. He wants to get paid, so. Right. That's, and, that's, and I think, but their cap hit would be around the same price if not, believe it or not. And I think obviously the Butler would be a little bit more, but it would actually help. I think both teams, you know, it would help the Pats cap situation. So, um, interesting. I, I would definitely consider it because I think his cap hits around nine. It would he'd replace uh, Logan Ryan, right? And uh, depend what pick is getting sent back. It's probably a mid rounder. I, I would say like a third. If you did, if you did DRC in a third, and yeah, I think that's what it would have to be. Definitely, and I hope I hope Belichick fields other calls besides the Saints. I know he's hearing the Texans second round pick. That's garbage. I pick in the 50s. And Bo Bo is valuable, and I definitely think teams could come up with trades such as that and definitely send a corner back. If they send one back, you have Roe, Gilmore, and a third guy. Like, it definitely seems better for the Pages. Right. I agree. Um, I think it'll be interesting. And I wouldn't not take a second-round pick. So you're telling telling me that whoever you take at a second-round pick, Houston's pick, let's say you take, um, I don't know, who's a second-round corner, maybe like, uh, you know, Tease Tabor. I don't know yeah. if he falls. You know, you, there's a couple oh, guys yeah. that may fall the second round. 
uh, yes, it's a deep class, but like, okay, Fabian Moreau, right? He's probably a lock second round pick. Okay, you I don't Fabian Moreau over over Malcolm Butler. No, come on. I mean, like, I, I'm only I'm only taking Lattimore over Butler, like realistically, with Cindy Jones injured. Like, who you else? Know would what? Andy, though, the problem is he's not proven yet. Oh yeah, Lattimore's I, not proven I, yet. So you need to get a guy who's done it in the league. You need to get someone back in that deal. Hundred percent. And then you don't want to strengthen the Texans. I mean, we no. face them in the division now. No thanks. That trade. Send them the Saints. Him and Bro have some fun. Right. If it has to be. Right. So it, it'll be interesting, you know. But I think the Pats, they've obviously, you know, it's wave the white flag, you know, especially if Bill, if Bill can pull off the, if he gets rid of Butler or whatever, and he still gets goes back in the first round for trade, trading Garoppolo. I mean, like, it's over, man. Like, come on. Uh, the wizard. Yeah, no, really. So, um, so yes, that was my little like trade idea that I had, but obviously, no, it's fictional and will never happen. But I know that <laughs> Bill, uh, Bill likes the bigger corners and he's fast. DRC, he's still got a good amount of football left in him, I think. Um, Reminds me of Talib, and Talib played here for a few years. Right. Belichick. So, yeah, definitely. So, anyway, that's that. Um, receiver time? Yeah, we'll do top top five receivers. Sounds good. Do you want to start it off? I will start it off. Um, if you've watched the show before, you should know my affinity, my love for the number one receiver on the board, Mike Mike Williams from Clemson. Um, guy's an absolute stud. Stud, stud, stud. He's one of the – I think he's one of the best receivers to come out. Um, he reminds me of a little – he's not He's not fast. He's more quick than fast, as Mike Mayak likes to say. Um, he reminds me yep. of um, another Clemson receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, but not as fast. Um, I can see that. Nobody high points the ball better than Mike Williams in this draft. He's big. He will – he'll body you. He'll box you out. Um, he, he, he doesn't – I think he's around 6'2 or 6'3. So he's got a – he's a little shorter than like a – He's a little short. He's a mix between DeAndre Hopkins and Anquan Bolden because his power is, is an Anquan Bolden. But he's got he the – What's that? You see some of his plays. It looks like he's 6'5", so he plays big. Right. He plays big. Um, he's my number one guy, undisputed. I, I don't know. I really don't see how anyone can be better than him in this draft. But curious to hear what you have to say. All right, yep. My number one receiver is uh, Corey Davis. Uh, I just see him as a smooth route runner. Powerful player. Maybe a tougher Demarius Thomas. You know, Demarius soft drops passes. I see him as that uh, speedy. And uh, I think the top two receivers are very close, but I would take Corey Davis, but I can easily see the case for Mike Williams. I'm just – the only thing about Mike Williams, which I'll get to, is uh, I'm nervous about that four six five room speed. But like you said, Anquan Bowling ran a four seven. Probably won't matter. Right. And I think, you know what, and I agree with you with Davis – um, the, the, I'm sorry, the, um, Marius. Marius Thomas comp is, is a great, great one. Um, I definitely see that. I think the thing that will set him apart from Williams is if you prefer a guy who's going to beat you with a little bit more speed than power. Um, and I guess that that would predict, that would be the offense depending on the offense yeah. that you like. Um, Matt Miller had a report at, out actually that the giants are infatuated with Corey Davis, that they'd still take him even with Brandon Marshall. Um, that would be interesting. I mean, I don't think that I would hope they don't do that, honestly. Not that I don't like Corey Davis. I just think there's other needs, obviously. Um, but Corey Davis is my number two. Um, and I, I agree with that Marius Thomas comp. But I think he's a little – I actually think he's, like like you said, he's a little bit smoother. Like, I think Demarius plays with a little bit more power. Um, yeah. But he's a little bit more physical than Davis is. I don't think Davis is as physical. Um but smooth route runner, like you said, fast, um, knows the route tree. And I think he'll be he'll be good. Yeah, level of competition are concerned, but he dominated. So yeah, exactly. And then my number two is uh, Mike Williams. Pretty much everything you just said. His biggest thing is catching traffic is unbelievable. He his his jump jumping ability in the uh, championship game. He was just jumping over everyone. I don't know if he separates amazingly, but he probably won't have to. Right. And uh. He definitely reminds me – he's two inches shorter, but he reminds me of uh, good old Plaxico Burris on the 
Giants, just a huge physical receiver. Right. Outside threat. Red, oh, absolute beast in the I could see I see him as a double digit touchdown guy in the NFL. Absolutely. I don't know yeah. Eight, ten touchdowns, eleven, twelve, like every year. Just awesome guy in the red zone. Well, like you said, I think with the Plaxico comp, you know, he doesn't have to beat you with his speed. If he can if he can separate not based off speed, but based off of his ability to overpower you and use his hands and get through you, then it doesn't matter. You know, um, but again, you know, guys are different at this level and they understand that. So it, it'll be interesting to see his um, his pro progression. All right, definitely. All right, number three. Pop-off, who do you have? Um, I know a lot of people would have John Ross here. Uh, I do not. I, I'm not that big of a John Ross fan. Um, I have Zay Jones. Uh, obviously, the riser coming out, out of the Senior Bowl. Um, he had a great Senior Bowl. Again, another big red zone target. It all needs guys that are big in the NFL. You know, you need a big receiver. Um, teams look for that, especially in the red zone, like we just talked about, touched on all those points. Uh, Zay Jones, to me, is Brandon Marshall. Um, he's got really good length. He just goes up, gets the ball in the red zone. Um, he's not super fast again. He, he's almost like a mix between Mike Williams and Corey Davis, actually, in my opinion. He's a little faster than Williams. Um you know, a little slower than Davis, but I mean, this guy's all-time FBS leader in receptions in one season. Um, at the combine, right? And he did great at the combine, great at the Senior Bowl. You know, in my opinion, if you knock out the Senior Bowl, if you knock out the combine, you're just going to rise up anyway. Um, especially with that resume, uh, I know. Again, level of competition isn't the best. He's not playing Alabama and whatever and Clemson, but I think Zay Jones, his game translates perfectly to the NFL. Definitely, and uh, not much difference right now. My third receiver is Zay Jones. I have a huge drop-off, though. I think the first two guys are NFL studs. Yep. 15 picks. I sit, Now we're in, like, the second round. Right. Late, late second round. Zay Jones, just a complete receiver. Right. Uh, everything you're looking for in a receiver. doesn't have one amazing trait. He's, he's your classic, I think, number two receiver in the NFL. They'll yep. definitely produce. He'll be a starter for years to come. Upside, questionable, but. It's a uh, solid pick, yeah. but I'd wait on him, obviously. Yeah, again, I agree with you. Second round, guys, now, um, although I have John Ross in the first round of my mock, just because, you know, the guy runs a 4 He's already a, technically a, you know, first-round pick, so he's going to be there. He's going to be in the first round. So, anyway, my fourth guy is uh, Cooper Cup. Um, I'm a big Cooper Cup fan. Um, I believe he's from Washington, uh, East, was it Eastern Washington, Washington State, Eastern Washington? Eastern Washington, that's it. Um, the guy is just, he's like a, he catches everything. He, he catches everything. He's, you know, smaller guy, uh, fits in that Amendola Edelman role. Uh, and that's honestly what he is. I could see him obviously being on the paths. I, I really can. Um, uh, He's just – he's consistent. I think that's what's going to help him out. Um, he kind of reminds me also of, like, coming out to be like a Sterling Shepard. You know, just a guy who – he's not going to be, like, crazy wow you. He'll, you know, he'll make you miss every once in a while. He doesn't have anything, like, super spectacular about him. He'll be a second-round pick, steady. He'll probably come in, start, if not a, right away in midseason, and he'll just be consistent for you. He'll probably catch everything. Similar to Zay Jones, just a consistent receiver, safe pick. High floor. Yep, exactly. So then, yeah, my fourth receiver to the hype machine, John Ross. Uh, this guy's hype right now is a little crazy. CBS draft has him above Mike Williams, which I just do not agree with. He ran – here's the deal. For me, a second-round guy, he'll be drafted probably top 25. He's yep. speed demon. You hope you're getting Deshaun Jackson. Right. I worry about his receiver traits, his explosion off the line, beating press, route running. It's off and on, but – at that explosive traits, running that fast, it'll get him drafted. That's just how it works. Yeah, Darius Hayward Bay go ninth. Just how it is. I'm not. He definitely has high upside, but I just I wouldn't draft him personally. Right. That's how I view it. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm with you. Uh, he's my number five guy. Um, I think he could still do something. I wasn't a big fan of Corey Day, uh, Corey Coleman last year. Um, obviously, he had a pretty decent year. He wasn't terrible for the Browns. He had no one really thrown on the ball. Um, I just don't think you know you run that that 
zone offense so much in college. These guys don't. He's not going to be a. He's not a great route runner. So his route tree when he runs it in the pros, it's going to be so average. Um, guess what? There are going to be guys who are going to keep up with him. Obviously, four two two is insane. But when it comes down to it, I don't think he's going to be like burning guys like crazy. Um, I, I again, I pro comp him to Deshaun Jackson. I think you hit the nail on the head. Brandon Cooks. Um, I think that's what that, he. That's his uh, best case scenario. I think those are better routes, obviously. Yeah. 100%. I think his best case scenario is Deshaun and Brandon Cook. I see him as Hayward Bay, to be honest. I know that's mean. And that's exactly it. And that's, and that's exactly it. You know, um, I agree with you. You know, even look at, you know, look at guys like Cordero Patterson. Like, dude, he was a, they thought he was going to be their number one receiver in Minnesota, and now he's a kick returner at bat, you know. Um, Kobe Ford, all these speed demon receivers that just don't do much. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, we'll see, you know, where he ends up and, um, you know, it'll be interesting. I'm not a big fan, but, you know, there you go. And uh, for my fifth receiver, I'm going uh, way down the boards. Okay. Currently projected the fourth, fifth round. I love this guy. Classic Patriot. When you when you hear the name, you'll be like, of course. Ryan Switzerland. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, what is that? Were you guessing? I was going to say, uh, well, I know a lot of people are a fan of this guy. Jalen Robinette from Air Force. Oh, so. I – I'm, I haven't seen him. Okay, Damn. all right. Great out of Air Force. Interesting. Yes. I like so, uh, yeah, my fifth receiver is uh, Ryan Switzer out of UNC. Okay. Now, he's, he's about – he's barely 5'9". He's not the fastest guy, although he had a 4'5". This guy's route running is awesome. He works the slot. Incredible. Works outside. He was – every game I watched in Trubisky, he's just bailing out Trubisky left and right. Great hands. Dive. I see him. I think he's just – he's going to be a good number two receiver in the slot, just a very dependable guy. I like him, and I think he's a, I think he's one of the biggest steals in the draft in the mid-rounds. And uh, I see him as a smaller Edelman, maybe uh, Andrew Hawkins, okay. better than him. But uh, I'm a big fan of him. All right. Cool. Because this draft is, like, not very good at receiver after right. the first two guys. So you want a guy who's going to help you. So I agree. Yeah, he, again, I'd rather have a, a surefire um, – consistent receiver in the middle rounds than to take a chance on a guy because he's got the measurables, but that may not translate. So uh, I'm with you on that. I'd rather have a solid receiver there. Uh, this is the way I look at the receiver position, especially in this kind of draft. So I uh, look more for value in this draft, the receiver position than so far, like a stud. Cause I agree. Once you hit those first two guys, there's, there is a drop off and um, it's a, it's a, it's a gradual drop off. You know, you get guys like Jones and cup and you know, you'll get, but yeah, you know that. So another USC receiver. What's that? Another USC receiver, Schuster in the second. Yeah, round. Juju Smith. I mean, he's a you know highly talented recruit coming out of high school. Never really panned out with USC. <laughs> I mean, he never really lived up to the hype. I'm not a big Juju Smith fan. I just like his name. <laughs> yeah, Juju Smith Schuster. We're on the same page there. Coming at you. Anyway, all right. So. Mock draft time. So this, Beautiful. this now is your mock draft reflecting free agency and the combine kind of stuff like that and all that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And then, like I said, it's my next mock. The Pats could be back in the first round. So right, that's very very true. No Pats pick this time. All right, go get them. We'll do. Uh, we'll do one and one. Number one, Miles Garrett. Is there even anything to say at this point? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, we can just go to two. <laughs> just go to two. We skip it. Yeah. 49ers are interesting. Uh, Lynch has made some interesting moves. He's overpaying players left and right. He signed a fullback for five mil. Uh, Insane. I'm going with my best talent, Solomon Thomas. I mean, just a wrecking ball, defensive and defensive tackle, hybrid player. They just need talent everywhere. And I don't even know what defense they're running, so we might not even fit. Yeah. So, like, it's just 4-3-3-4, uh, like, with Armstead and uh, Buckner, Buckner that would be a great pick. They need everything, yeah. so. And I just – I'm not giving them a quarterback in this model. No. I'm, I'm with you. Um, I have Solomon Thomas also. I think he's the biggest riser in the draft. Um, guy's motor is insane. Um, I think he'll be a fit there. Especially if they run – if they run a 4-3, uh, I think he could work out at end um, for them. Uh, with Buckner and Armstead in the middle, um, although I'm sure they want a little bit more beef. I'm sure that they have the guy Dial. Um, 
Coin uh, sure. I think um, should play also in there. So I mean, they're, they're again, they like you said, they need a lot. And Solomon Thomas, you know, Stanford guy, John Lynch, going back to Stanford. I'm sure he'll get those connections and he'll figure it out. Sounds good. And then the third, the Bears, they dropped out of the Jimmy G race. They signed Glennon. Let me just put it out now. Glennon is going to be a disaster. Oh, yeah. And I've read they're still in on quarterback. So at third, I guess they're planning to have a battle between a rookie and Glennon. So I have Trubisky at three to the Bears. They like him. I'm not a fan, but he's essentially the top quarterback. They'll battle it out. Yeah. Mistake not going after Jimmy G, but clearly they have different plans. Um, I, you know, I agree with you with Glennon. I agree that they should go after Garoppolo. Um, either way, no matter who the quarterback is now or in the future, <laughs> Glennon or whatever, he's going to need someone to throw to, especially Alshon Jeffrey just left. I have Mike Williams here. I've had him as high as two, obviously. But I think uh, Chicago, they, they're going to go. They're, like I said, we've talked about this. Their defense wasn't terrible last year. Um, I think their offense is a joke. But, you know, you got a good running game. You know, you got a tight end. Now you got the quarterback, apparently. So uh, I think you need to address the receiver position. Yep. So. And then the Jaguars, they've been big spenders. Kalias Campbell, Bowie, Barry Church. So they've kind of solidified the defensive line. So I had uh, Allen last time, I believe. So this time I have Fournette. Uh, I've seen him link there a lot. I think you had him in the mock previously to the Jaguars. Yep. Just the I, they want a power run game, and I guess they're going to go after him. So, okay, right. a defensive lineman doesn't make sense here. So, that yeah, it's it's tough. I agree. Defensive lineman does not make sense. Um, I think their defense is looking awesome. Talent it is, and I I know they just got Barry Church, which makes it interesting. Um, and I, lost I, I what's that? They lost Cyprian though, so. Cyprian's gone, and they still have Gibson, Tashawn Gibson, um, who I think could be a cut for them, who I think that they could cut. Um, I agree, no D-lineman. I'm going to go with Jamal Adams just because I feel like that Barry Church deal may fall through after a year or two anyway. Um, I think Jamal Adams' ceiling is really high. I think his value here is just too good. I could see more of Hooker if he didn't get hurt here as well, um, but I think his – his injury will put, set him down a couple picks, but I'm going to go Adams. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, it probably will be four net, but um, I'll go Adams here. So then the Titans at five, they signed Logan Ryan, Cyprian, short up their secondary. They're still Jason McCourty, maybe a cap hit. So they really don't have a number one corner as a Pats fan. Logan Ryan is a good two, but can't trust him at one. So I think to finally shape their secondary up, I have the Marshawn Lattimore. They just, no, amazing corner, uh, tall, lengthy, speedy, uh, to play across Logan Ryan and uh, below Cyprian. That's who I got them taking. Yeah, so, so do I. Um, again, you know, you talk about the free agency and what they do. Now they get their second corner. They shore that up. And, uh, yeah, again, I agree with that. No doubt about it. So in the Jets at six, I wanted to give him a quarterback, but I just – I don't see it at this yeah, point, so – I'm just going to go best player available, Melly Cougar. They have uh, – what's that free safety's name? Gilchrist. Yeah, he's, clown. Yeah, so just, just go – yeah, just go with the all-pro talent. I know he's hurt, but they're rebuilding. Uh, awesome free safety, amazing range. They need help everywhere, so just go with the best player available. Yeah, uh, I mean, when you're break, breaking out the cupcakes to get Dante Hightower, you That's have right. to uh, – you know that you're struggling to get some players in the building. Um I got Gary on Conley, this, the uh, corner out of Ohio State. I think he's, he's getting another riser. Um, I like his tape a lot. You know, obviously, he played in a pretty good defense and played opposite Lattimore. Uh, I think Conley, when it, once he gets closer to the draft, he'll keep rising, and I think, he'll, I think the Jets will panic, especially after one corner goes. They know they need another corner, and they'll take Conley. Uh, the classic Jets move. Yeah. And then at uh, seven with the Chargers last year, they surprised us by taking Bosa. No mocks had that. So uh, based on my board, I have them going actually Jonathan Allen. He has the shoulder injury. He's fell. Uh, with him, Ingram, and Bosa, that's a hell of a line. Just a great talent pick. And with Hooker gone, I don't see Adams as a fit there with a die, so I'm going uh, Jonathan Allen. Okay. Uh, I am going Malik Hooker. Um, 
That's who they should pick if he's available. Yeah, I think he fits their scheme the best. Single high safety and, uh, like you said, a die is a clown. Um, again, they lose Weddle the year before this, and I think Hooker will come in and help kind of solidify that def- that secondary and that defense, like you said, and add to last year's pick with Joey Bosa. So at eight, if uh, Fournette's gone for the Panthers, they've signed a lot of veteran uh, defensive ends. They let Coney Ealy go. They need youth at that position. Peppers is 37. Charles Johnson's ancient. So I have them going by net, but I can see a trade down here. I uh, just add to the pass rush rotation. Um, I've read Josh Norris on Twitter. He said he's a Panthers guy. He said they're not going corner, so I'll trust his word. And he thinks they're going pass rush, so Derek Bennett. Wow, Andy, a lot of similarities. I have Derek Barnett as well, uh, especially after they traded Coney Ely. Um, you know, of course, you know, Jabril Peppers will come in there and be a situational guy, but I think Barnett, again, will be, uh, be a stud. I think he's uh, he's really high on my list. Um, I actually like him sometimes better than Jonathan Allen at times. Um, I think he's a beast. I think he'll be he'll fit in great at Carolina. So they need, they need all the pass rush help they can get. Definitely. And then at the Bengals – their board's interesting here. Uh, going off the board, you kind of Corey Davis. I mean, look, they resigned LaFell. LaFell's a bum. I'm sorry. They have Tyler Boyd yeah. for the slot, and they lost so many offensive linemen, Zeitler and uh, Whitworth, yeah. but I can see a lineman in nine. They have A.J. Green, Davis, and Boyd, and Tyler Eifert. Yeah. So spread it out, attack. Uh, there best you go. Player, I think they're in a tough spot at nine, but could see a trade down. Yeah, uh, I at this point on my board, I hadn't had him go yet. Jonathan Allen, I think he's sliding down boards a little bit, especially with the rise of Thomas and Barnett. Um, but I think Jonathan Allen to the Bengals here. Uh, a lot of people have Solomon Thomas here, so it can be you know similar. Um, you know, you put him on a line with Carlos Dunlap and, and Geno Atkins. Um, you know, they just lost uh, Marcus Hunt, who was a rotational guy for them to the Colts. So Jonathan Allen uh, is my pick to the Bengals. Great fit, great value. And then at pick uh, pick ten, we got we got the Bills, and they just nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, last mark I had them with Mahomes. Well, this is why we do marks uh, every so often because they resign Tyler Taylor. Quarterback's likely not happening. So at this point, they lost Robert Woods to the Rams. They have no receivers besides Sammy Watkins. So why not a Clemson duo? Mike Williams, Sammy Watkins, they complement each other pretty well. Get Tyrod okay. some help. Interesting pick. I think the fans would like yeah. that there. Yeah. Uh, again, I think that's a good, definitely a good pick. Uh, I could definitely see Corey Davis here. I just think for the value right now, um, I have them taking O.J. Howard, um, which is a little strange with uh, they have Clay. But I still feel that O.J. Howard, I think Clay is a guy that could be a cap casualty, come down the line. You know, he'll, he'll fill that spot right in right away after he leaves. Um, I do think that they probably will go with a receiver, but I, I just think you can't really pass up O.J. Howard, uh, especially top ten. I mean, he is a top ten talent. Definitely. But I definitely see receiver for sure. And an interesting pick here with the Saints. They need defensive help. We all know this. But yes. with just Mark Ingram, Drew's missed Reggie Bush. He's missed Pierre Thomas. We're going – a big rise. We're going McCaffrey at 11 to the wow. Saints. Okay. If he went to the Saints, he'd be rookie of the year. He'd have 80 receptions. Yeah. He'd it up. They just signed uh, Warford out of the Lions. Their offensive line's looking yep. strong. And I don't love the def- defensive talent on the board here. So, And I've seen him marked. I think Jeremiah has uh, McCaffrey here. So, amazing weapon for the Saints, especially in that offense. Yeah, I contemplated that as well. Uh, but I have a guy replacing Brandon Cooks, John Ross. Uh, I think that's like, Ooh. you know, yes. a square and a square. It just kind of fits. And similar type players might as well just replace the guy that you ended up trading away. Uh, so, yeah, I have I have John Ross. I like Ted Ginn. <laughs> yeah, exactly right, clown. So the Browns at the 12th pick. At this point, they're looking at their quarterback board, and I'm just not sure what they're doing here. Like Kessler, I guess Patrick Mahomes. My favorite quarterback, Mahomes and Kessler are going to battle it out. I just – I mean, it's up to them if they want to trade this pick for Garoppolo. If they don't get a quarter – they need a quarterback right. right here at this point. I don't think there will be one at 33. So, Mahomes, I know Hugh Jackson has a height requirement, so I don't know if Watson fits. So, they get Mahomes at this spot. Okay. 
Patty Mahomes. I like it. Uh, I have Trubisky here. I think he's the number one guy on people's boards, not not on mine. I mean, I don't really like Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky now, not Mitch. Uh, Mitchell, the clown. Uh, so I'm going with Trubisky to Cleveland. I think that's who they'll ultimately take, um, although that could be gone. That could be the Pats pick. Um, so interesting. So then the Cardinals at 13, uh, they lost Marcus Cooper, even though it wasn't very good. They have no number two corner, really. I have them taking Gary Conley, just a very solid player. He'll thrive across Peterson. You have Matthew in the slot. That would be a strong fit for them okay. at 13. All right. Uh, I have Corey Davis uh, here. Um, That'd be Corey Davis can learn from Fitzgerald. You know, they got John Ross. Um, they got J.J. Nelson. They got, you know, of course, uh, I believe they still have – they re-upped Gresham, uh, tight end. I think that they could definitely add another tight end in this draft as well. Because uh, they lost Darren Fells to the Lions, um, but yeah, I, I'm going with Corey Davis here. I think he's the safest pick here. So then the Eagles are 14. Oh, interesting free agency. They they have Jalen Mills at corner, and that's it. I looked at the depth chart. They have one NFL corner, and he, I heard he's pretty bad. You watch NFC East. Jalen Mills is a clown, yeah. <laughs> okay, so they need about two corners in this draft, and with Sidney Jones injured, they're going to reach on Tre'Davious White at 14. <laughs> My best corner available. Uh, wow. Tough spot for the Eagles with Sidney Jones hurt. Tough spot. Yeah. They need quarterback help, so it'll be tough to put him in at the number one corner on that team, but hopefully he's prepared. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point, number one guy on the board, a couple teams have passed him up, but Fournette, uh, oh. one of the, the Eagles, they need a running back in that offense. Um, Matthews isn't cutting it. Um, to pair him with Sproles, like, that would be a nice earth – I think this, I think Matthews is still on the roster. So you get a little earth, wind, and fire going on over there. Uh, help out the second-year quarterback. Um, they've got, you know, Torrey Smith they signed. They signed uh, who's, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. They still have their, their trio of clowns in Aguilar, Matthews, and who I think could end up – one of those three guys could get traded on Darryl draft. Yeah, Darrell Green Beckham was a bomb. So, uh, yeah, but I think they go Fournette. I think they need a running back. So at 15 at the Colts, they're getting a value here considering he had a scuffle to combine with the nurses, undersized. I'm giving them uh, Ruben Foster at 15. Just a uh, solid linebacker for them. They added Sheard. They need defensive help, and I think he could lead that defense. Good pick for them. They like undersized linebackers. Uh, you have – that was Indy, right? Yep. Okay, so oh, – it was, it was funny because I, I was looking at my mock and I had like, oh, I heard you say Foster, but I had Foster going to Baltimore, the pick after this. Um, oh, okay. I have uh, Ryan Ramschek here. I think that they need to help Andrew Luck, again, best they can. Again, you get a, a Big Ten lineman in there. I feel like that's just a typical uh, pick by the Colts. You know, they Jack Muhort and Costanzo and just like just fits that mold, I feel like, of – uh, and I think Rams check, although I like Bowles better, I still think that they might go Rams check here. I feel like I could just see that happening. Um, and I'll just, again, I'll just rehash how I said I'll just go Baltimore here. I have Ruben Foster. I feel like you pair him with um, – then they have uh, Zach Orr retired. Uh, so, you know, you pair him with um, the guy from Alabama. Um, the other guy from Alabama, the, the, run, the linebacker they already have. Mosley, Mosley. Yes, thank you, C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley, Ruben Foster, and that defense together, that they would ball out. Um, I think that would be a heck of a tandem, especially with Orr retiring. So, so yeah, the Ravens uh, made some defensive moves in free agency. Their offense, they lost uh, Wagner at right tackle, so I have them taking uh, Cam Robinson. Uh, I like him at right tackle a lot, very athletic. I'm not – it's a tricky pick. I think they'd go athleticism here with Robinson over the other guys, but uh, they need a right tackle. They need receiver. They need a lot of offensive help. Yeah. They, uh, that, that I definitely agree with. I could see that. Um, I could also see the argument that they may move um, – if they drafted Robinson there, they can move him to left tackle and then move Ronnie Stanley to right tackle, depending on what they like. Flexibility. Yeah, exactly. They have flexibility, the versatile. Uh, so, yeah. No, I could definitely see that. Um, you got Washington's pick? Uh, yeah, uh, same pick as last time, Obi. He dominated the combine. Wow. Just the classic, I just feel like it's a Redskins pick. The dumpster fire that is Washington. Yeah, oh, that – don't get me started. They, 
they're gonna Giants are gonna steamroll them. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing defensively. It's, it's <laughs> their cousins don't want to be there. Just get the freakish athletic safety. Have at it. Yeah, all right. Uh, I have them taking a linebacker Hassan Reddick. Um, again, a big riser in this draft. It could people argue he could be top fifteen, um, but I have him sliding a little bit past that. Uh, I think he'd be a good fit in that defense, and uh, they need a guy who could either play outside or inside. Um, I think he'd be a good fit there for them. And then at eighteen Titans, I actually have I have Reddick going to them. Just uh, good, great defensive talent, high upside player. They need all the help they can get on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, hopefully a receiver falls to them in the next round. Okay. Uh, Tennessee. I have them taking Zach Cunningham. Um, not going too far from Vandy. So uh, Tennessee Titans get Cunningham. I think you, know, you pair him with uh, Lattimore and Logan Ryan and, you know, Jarrell Casey. You know, you start having like a pretty decent uh, decent tandem there on defense. Uh, you know, a little core, I should say. Um I think Cunningham would come in right away, start, um, and just make productive tackles and just be all over the field. So um, I think that's my pick there for them. So the Bucks at 19, they got Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I'm going interesting pick here. They're going Njoku over O.J. Howard. Okay. For the fact they have Cameron Braid. And uh, Njoku's uh, more of a receiving tight end. He could play the slot. And I feel like he'd add, a, he'd add the final dimension to that offense with Njoku and uh, Deshaun added. James would do big things, actually. Yeah, that'd be scary. Um, I think that my pick for them is Christian McCaffrey. Um, That's scary. Exactly. You know, you could put him in the backfield with Doug Martin. Uh, you could put him in the backfield by himself. You could put him in the slot. You could have, you know, Brait, Evans, Jackson, McCaffrey, and Doug Martin all in the field at one time. You know, that's a lot of weapons. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go McCaffrey there. So then the Broncos are 20 uh, – They've signed some middle-of-the-road defensive linemen. They they signed uh, Leary for right guard, big money. They signed Menelik Watson for right tackle, but they have no left tackle. They let go of Okun. So I have them, uh, Garrett Bowles, just uh, considered the best tackle prospect at this point. Uh, safe. I just They need a solid, dependable left tackle Yeah. in Denver. I have him, protect- too. I have him also. Uh, guy is Joe Staley 2.0. Um, he'll play like that. That's what he is. It's going to be just a solid starter um, who will come in right away, almost like Justin Pugh did for the Giants, and just be a solid 10-year guy probably wherever he goes. Um, he's not going to be superstar. He might, but he's not going to be horrible. He's just going to be a, you know, the Brickershaw Ferguson, you know, just typical blue-collar guy. Solid line. That's it. And then in Detroit – I haven't taken out uh, Jabril Peppers. Just uh, they'll use them all over. They lost Levy at linebacker. He can play safety, nickel linebacker. Use them all over the field. Defensive weapon. I feel like the Lions uh, like athletes. Ebron. They usually go an athletic player, so I have them taking Jabril Peppers. Yeah. Um. I actually had Peppers down, which is ironic, but I changed it. I have them taking Forrest Lamp. He could play guard and tackle. They just lost um, Larry Warford. They just lost um, – I believe they lost somebody else. Who's the – no, they actually they signed. Didn't they sign Ricky Wagner? Upgraded them. They signed Wagner and then TJ Lang. Right, TJ Lang. That's right. So uh, I think if you if you uh, you pop in uh, Lamp with there with Decker. So you have Decker, Lamp, Lang, um, Swanson, and then Wagner – That'd be a pretty good offensive line. Um, Definitely. And Forrest Lamp can kind of play a little bit of everything, so I, I like him there. Actually, the Dolphins are 22. I have Lamp. Uh, they have a strong defense, receiving core. They have a lot of stuff going on. They got Julius Thomas, but uh, they lost Brandon Albert. They're moving uh, – What's his, they're moving Tunzel to tackle, Tunzel, right? Yep, they are. Yep. Yep. Better fit than Ramzik, so you're plugging Lamp at one of the guard spots near uh, Pouncey. You got Jawan James, so uh, big offensive line upgrade. I know their interior struggles versus the Patriots. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. Um, I have uh, Cam Robinson there, um, basically for the same reason you said. Um, you know, you move Tunsil outside to the left tackle, play him at right tackle. Jawan James, Pouncey, you got to fill a spot at guard. 
you know, maybe uh, go out and sign a guy or draft a guy like a Deion Dawkins in the second round and really solidify that offensive line. Uh, but I, I would have Cam Robinson there. And then the Giants at 23, decent pick here. They got O.J. Howard to follow them. Uh, just a it. great fit. Giants fans, I imagine, would be very happy with this pick. Last dimension of the offense can maul people in the blocking. They have Ellison, too. Their, their run game would be strong. They'd have uh, amazing amounts of weapons, three receivers, H Howard, just big dimension there. Yeah, that's that takes that offense to a whole other universe. Um, I have a guy in David Njoku here only because they did sign Red Elson, so I think it gives him the flexibility to get more of a receiving tight end who has the potential to block. So he's not just going to be like, um, you know, like I think Bucky Hodges is a to just a receiving tight end. I think Gerald Everett is just a receiving tight end. Um, I think Njoku is a receiving tight end that has the upside to be a, a good blocker. Um, you know, not as good, obviously, as, you know, of Red Ellison, let's just say, you know, or Bear Pasco was. But I think he, he definitely – his athleticism through the charts, you split him in the slot, you could put Marshall outside, Odell outside, any of those guys outside, inside. He'd be a matchup nightmare in that offense. Um, that'd be pretty scary. So I'm going to go with Njoku just based off athleticism and do the Ellison signing. And then the Raiders here have a Raiders pick in the sense, kind of a reach, but definitely a combine riser. Adds a dimension to the offense. I haven't taken Evan Ingram, tight end slash receiver slash H-back out of uh, um, Ole Miss. Just – I love his receiving game. He, Hernandez, Jordan Reed, uh, blocking, work in progress, undersized. But I think he'd add a dimension to the uh, Raiders offense. Yeah, I, I, I like that pick a lot. Um, I have Quincy Wilson here. Secondary needs some help. Um, he, I think he's the better of the two uh, Florida corners. Um, again, again, I think they need corner help. They could also go de-tackle, but I think corner is a more pressing need for them, especially with Jimmy Smith. Uh, then they need someone else on the other side. I mean, they have Amerson, but I still think, you know, you had, you, they need to add another piece in the defensive backfield. Definitely. And then at 25, as of right now, uh, Romo's not a Texan, so they're stuck with Savage and nobody right. else. So I have them getting good value here, Deshaun Watson at 25. I think – I think if he was drafted by a Texans here, I actually think he'd win the starting job. He started his rookie year, and he definitely has the potential with those weapons to do well. Uh, I would like him actually to go here. Well, not as a Pats fan, but like it'd be a good spot. I for him. agree. It's my pick as well. Even if Romo does go there, I still think it's a good spot for him. Oh, definitely. You know, especially you only one year, two years with Romo. Have him sit, learn. I think Romo would be a pretty decent quarterback to learn from. He's obviously seen the game a lot. If that happens. Um, of course, it's a hypothetical, but either way, I think Watson would win that job. Um, and I think, again, I have him there as well. Seahawks, they love their big corners. Last mock, I had Humphrey, but then uh, what's-his-face blew up the combine? Kevin King yeah. out of Washington. His athletic traits were amazing for someone 6'3", right. and I think the Seahawks will fall in love with that. Sherman and King, and uh, if they were signed Shed, they just love the tall corners, and I think it's a great fit. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, you know, you hit the nail on the head, but they love their their corners. I, I got Humphrey here, um, what you had last draft. I'll have him dropping down a little bit. But I could see King. I, I think King is going to rise up closer we get, especially after the combine. Um, you know, like you said, big corners, they love it uh, over in Washington. He's a local guy, you know, Seattle. Um, so they could scout that pretty easily, get all the info they need on him, especially if they're going to make that jump of a pick. Uh, in most people's eyes. So that'll be interesting to see. Definitely. And then at uh, 27, the Chiefs are getting a, a value here. I guess I have Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's fallen because of his uh, character concerns and definitely his combine was weak. I feel like Andy Reid would definitely enjoy Dalvin Cook. Uh, Jamal replacement, him and uh, Spencer Ware could do some damage. A very complete team they have down there, especially Benny Logan replacing Poe. So yep. not many needs. So just had a out of weapon. Yeah, I have uh, Peppers here, 27. Uh, again, I love that fit for them in that defense with uh, Eric Berry. And, you know, he, he could come down and, and, you know, play linebacker. And they're kind of like, you know, I feel like a 3-4 defense fits Peppers the best just because he could kind of do a little bit of everything. You know, he could – I don't know. He's just so versatile. Swiss Army knife. Um, 
he'll be a beast back there with in Kansas City. I think Andy Reid kind of loves that kind of player. You know, you look at Tyreek Hill, DeAnthony Thomas. You know, they've had guys that could kind of do a little bit. Of, obviously, that's offense only, but you know, you get a guy who could kind of do everything for you. Uh, I think Andy Reid appreciates that, and I think Peppers would be a good, good fit here. That'd be incredible across Barry. So then, uh, the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? The lose looks like they're losing Claiborne, Carr, Mary Church. They're getting bad cap management. Their defense is getting gutted. They could go anywhere. I have them taking Taco Sheldon. Okay. Uh, they need they need pass rush help, defensive lineman help. I feel like Jerry Jones would fall in love with like a big specimen like him, and uh, similar to Chandler Jones size. So I could see him uh, drafting Sheldon there. That's I could definitely see Taco Charlton. I think, like you said, though, their defensive backfield has been dismantled. A guy who was always in that bottom round conversation, maybe second round, but I think he solidified himself as a first-round pick, Dory Jackson, USC. Uh, I think he's just a good fit there for them. Um, quick guy. They need the corner, and I, and I like him better than Tease Tabor. Um, no doubt about it. Um, real quick, I want to say, breaking news out of the Patriots uh, facility, they have signed former Cincinnati Bengal Rex Burkhead. Um, awesome. So maybe awesome. a little bit of that Woodhead signing, a little bit of uh, grit. I'm pumped. I'm absolutely pumped at that. Uh yeah. Focus liked him. He was the best running back in the Bengals. They had him buried on the death shot, as you can see by my smile. Breaking news, yes. It's just the Patriot. Like, everyone sees that. Yes. So, there you go. Um, very exciting times. Um, and Jarvis Jones has signed a deal with the Arizona Cardinals. So, he will play opposite a, of Chandler Jones. That's a lot of snaps lost at linebacker for the Steelers. Makes you wonder. Yeah. Makes you wonder. Donta Hightower and Lawrence Timmons is over in Miami now. So, we'll see. Yes, that would be a good fit for them, honestly. I think the Steelers, if they got a uh, high tower. Anyway, digress. Back to the draft. The Packers, Ted Thompson, he, he likes losing everyone. Does He doesn't like making moves. He got he, Well, hey, he got Marty. He got Marty. Losing TJ Lang, I don't know why. Like Losing uh, Peppers, maybe moving on. But they need cornerback help. We saw the playoff games. They can't cover anyone. No. It's bad. So I have Quincy Wilson. They like tall corners. Uh, he'll start across Randall, maybe. Hopefully they can get some help in that secondary. Well, they just signed Devon House today. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know he's not, you know, obviously, but he's better than what they had. Um, I have Dalvin Cook here. Um, uh, him with uh, – I just feel like he would be an animal in that offense. Um, yeah, he could catch, obviously. Rodgers likes to have that security. Um, you can keep – Ty Montgomery, you could give him a little bit more flexibility, maybe put him out in the slot a little bit more, back to his natural position. I think he'll still be a running back for them. Um, but I, I think the pay, the Packers, excuse me, will always have a guy who will come in mid to late season as a vet, uh, maybe like um, you know James Starks or Christian Michael, who will also help carry that load. Um, it's not a big part of that offense, but I think Cook would make it just another dimension with Bennett and the three-headed monster that is Adams, Nelson, and Cobb. So, Definitely. And uh, the Steelers, um, this is a purely best play available pick. He'll actually have to sit behind both in their 3-4. They have Hayward and Tewitt at defensive end, but uh, Tewitt's contract's coming up. I haven't taken Malik McDowell. Nice. And uh, I love this guy at 3-4 defensive end. When I watched him, when he was in those looks, he was creating tons of havoc. And I just think the Steelers would rotate him in deep defensive line, and then he could be a potential two-it insurance in the future. Great pick. He could rotate in. I I like this fit here. Yeah, I think that's a great fit. Um, ironically, I did not know about the Jarvis Jones signing before I did this, but I had them taking Charles Harris from Missouri. There you go. Fit that mold pretty well for them. Play him opposite of James Harrison. I still think that they'll go maybe get like a Jared Davis in the second round to fill Lawrence Timmons' spot because uh, – if, but if they sign Hightower, then obviously that won't be the case. But I think Charles Harris is the guy that they go with here. Um, productive at Mizzou. Um, kind of fits that typical outside linebacker spot that they've had there. Guys have been drafted for past couple of years. Um, they produce studs in the defensive side of the ball well, as far as the front seven. So I'm going to go with Charles Harris. 
And then the Falcons, honestly, maybe above the Patriots, most complete team. They're a talented roster. And uh, my combine guy before before the combine, he rose pretty well. He did good. Terrell Basham, just add another pass rusher to that uh, rotation in Atlanta. They could go pretty much anywhere. They have a strong team. But uh, I'm a big Basham guy. I like him late first. I know that's a reach, but I think he'll be a talented player for them. I like him. Um I believe did they just sign Don Terry Paul or did he just not sign yet? He's not signed, but no. it, it, he's he's visiting there. I, I have them taking Caleb Brantley here. Uh Don Terry Poe will likely if he goes there it'd be a one year deal. Um they obviously let go of Jonathan Babineau. They have, you know, Grady Jarrett. But I'm going Caleb Brantley. This guy's quick off the ball. Um powerful, gets good separation. I like him a lot. I actually like him for the Giants. If they took him at twenty three, I wouldn't really mind. Um, hoping Jonathan Hankins gets signed. I don't know why that hasn't happened yet for the Giants. It's kind of pissed me off, but Caleb Brantley anyway to uh, Atlanta. So then, oh, it's not our pick. It's the Saints no. pick. Saints pick, yes. We get Brandon Cook straight. Get TJ Watt, pass rusher help. I'm a big Watt guy. I just I know he's raw, but like he said, the best is yet to come because he's barely played. But uh, I have TJ Watt going here. Saints can go anywhere on defense, all three levels. But if they get Butler and Bro, they're pretty good at corner. So I have T.J. Watt going to the Saints. I have, again, I think that's a good point if they get Butler. Um, they have Kenny Vaccaro back at safety. Um, they just cut Jairus Bird. So with that said, I have them taking Buda Baker. Size may be an issue, but I think Buda Baker sneaks into the first round here and he fills that spot and plays opposite Kenny Vaccaro with Butler, let's just say, and um, – Delvin Bro, that's a pretty decent secondary. So, um, again, they need all the secondary help they can get, and that's why I have them taking. So, that's it. Wraps it up for us. Mock draft 2.0, baby. 2.0. So, that was a, uh interesting show. And obviously, you know, things are going to change even more so as we get into the second, third wave of free agency and pro days are coming up. And, um, you know, it's an exciting time. So, um, we'll look forward to it. And yep. – uh, any last uh, last words, Andy? Uh, well, the Burkhead news just broke. That was a pleasant surprise in the podcast. You got to love when that happens. There you go. Uh, news to be wrapped up. What's happening with Hightower and Pittsburgh? What's happening with Butler? Once those two are figured out, I absolutely love this team. We're ready for the draft. Will, will we trade Jimmy to get back in the draft? Will Butler get us back in? A lot of, a lot of stuff up in there for the past. So How about the Giants? Let's play play a quick game. I'm gonna play a little real quick game with you. So we're oh. gonna go with the the top. I just dropped my pens. Great. Um, I just figured the top unsigned guys. So I'll give you a couple names, throw it out there, and I want to see predict where they go. Sounds good. All right. So we'll start with the running back position. We got the big three of Legarrette Blount, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles, I think he hasn't visited there, but I think he's a great fit for Philly. Uh yeah, he's visiting the Seahawks despite them signing Lacey. That would just be – that'd be a Seahawks move. They do bizarre stuff. Right. But uh, I think Eagles – AP's a tricky one. I actually have him going back to Minnesota. No, it seems like there's no interest in him right now. And then actually with the Burkhead news, we'll wait for the contract, but he's actually an inside runner. Right. I could actually see him being our main back with a rookie, which that just – I would love that. It would be funny. But I have Blunt going as of the Burkhead news. I think he's a great fit for the Giants. And uh, and the rotation, power back, the Brandon Jacobs 2.0. I agree. Exactly. Just He'll be cheap, too. I would look into that. I, I've said that from the beginning. I think uh, AP may go to the Raiders. I think Latavius Murray may end up with Jacksonville. That's another guy. I feel like he'll end up there. Um, so you're trying to think. I think Jonathan Hankins will come back to the Giants on a one-year deal. Uh, about seven million. Then who else are we missing, Andy? Anyone else we could think of here? Uh who hasn't gotten signed yet? Sean Shedd is. I think they didn't tender him, so he's unrestricted. But he has a torn ACL. He's. I an think he'll go back to Seattle. Yeah, on a cheap deal because he's injured. And uh, then uh, High Tower. High Tower. He's. He's either. It looks like a steal or a Patriot at this point. Titans are out. Is he really going to go to the Jets? Come on, no chance. No. And then, I mean, we can touch on it. I, I personally don't care, but obviously the media cares. Kaepernick, Cutler, do you have any takes? They could be out of the league. I, I think care. RG3 I think RG three should go to the Jets. 
Um, I think Cutler will end up with the Jets. Um, <laughs> I could see RG3 going to Houston also. That'd be um, a decent fit. I could see that on cheap money. Kaepernick will go <laughs> nowhere. Um, I will throw out a name at receiver, Victor Cruz. I could see him going to uh, New Orleans as a sleeper. That'd be a solid fit. They love those slots, Lance Moore, Sneed. Right. I could see that. Um, I don't know. Anyone else I could think of that hasn't been signed yet? Not really. No, there's not much out there, to be honest. No, there isn't. Not We're waiting on the running back market, Hightower to develop. And defensive tackles, your boy Hankins and uh, Poe is still out there. Right. And what about uh, last guy, Jared Cook at tight end? Where do you think he ends up? Do you know where he's visited? I I don't know where he's looking visited, at. Uh, I forgot what they said, but um, I could see him with the Raiders, like instead of drafting yeah. him. I just think I think they need an athletic tight end. Warford, Clyde Honestly, Warford. Honestly, go back to LA. They need weapons. Right. That could be a whole podcast. Saying, yeah. How about How about Tavon Austin and Woods for twenty million a year? Right. Exactly. What are they? Good luck. Golf is toast. With the, That's what I'm saying. Lost Lance Kendricks. That's disaster. Anyway. Disaster. All right, so until next week, yeah, we'll be back. Tight ends next week, right? Definitely. All right, so stack class. Adam Shaheen, baby. That's it. Continue. Yes, all right. little spoiler alert. little spoiler. All right, guys, it's been a good week. Thanks for uh, tuning in. All right, peace. peace.